This podcast contains adult language. Starting now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All the World's a Cage, the podcast that dangerously drives through Nicolas Cage's blistering filmography, one movie at a time. But it isn't just a podcast, y'all. It's an accident waiting to happen. Scratch with us at the door! Join us as we drink 2,000-year-old basement wine with Idris Elba. Recycle with us the one joke that seems to exist about Twinkies. Today, we're discussing the 2012 superhero action movie Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, the final collaboration between the directorial partnership that gave us Crank and Crank 2, High Voltage. I'm your co-host, Jeff. I'm your co-host, Sean. And I'm your co-host, Josh. So, I think the very first thing we should address here uh, is not whether or not we had seen this movie before, it's whether or not any of us have seen Ghost Rider 1 before. And I know that I have not. I think I have. I mean, as soon as <laughs> so, as soon as like as soon as they did the little cartoon flashback of like uh, Johnny Blaze made a deal with the devil, I was like, oh shit, I, I can't remember that. Oh, that jogged your memory, really? <laughs> I know. And I was just like, oh well. I mean, they summed up the whole movie in like you know five uh, like five seconds. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> let me quick say that, no, I, I have not seen the first Ghost Rider. And I thought there was a lot of, you know, comedic potential of us doing the sequel first. Uh, but as it turns out, <laughs> didn't didn't really seem to matter very much, did it? <laughs> yeah, I was I was really worried that we were going to be lost because we hadn't seen Ghost Rider one. But good news, it's pretty much all in this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's not a sequel so much as it is just a movie featuring the character Ghost Rider. Yeah, it's it's almost like without having seen the first one, I could say that this one is almost like a reboot, I think. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's almost like when you see a Batman movie, they always have to remind you how he became Batman. Mm -hmm. Same thing in Spider-Man's. It's like, oh my gosh, no. Like, we get it. Radioactive Spider. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this movie made me really wish that we could just do away with that. It's like it's, it's 2020. We all know who Batman is. We all know about Crime Alley and, you know, we know his backstory. And of course, just give me a movie where he's just fucking Batman. Yeah. And of course, we all know Spirit of Vengeance. Here we we have the, of course, extremely well-known, you know, present in the culture, the Ghost Rider from Marvel, mm -hmm. which... Yeah, all joking aside, this takes me back to like, you know, in the 80s and 90s, I feel like a much higher percentage of superhero movies are things like Blade, where I didn't know until my adulthood that it's actually based like there were a lot more movies based off of like obscure comics properties. Mm -hmm. And now they lean much more into the characters that everyone already kinds of knows, like Guardians of the Galaxy, notwithstanding. Yeah, where was where was Ghost Rider in Infinity Wars, guys? Yeah, like why? <laughs> I mean, I was thinking that the whole time that Thanos was on screen, I was like, I'm just waiting for like a flaming chain to come in from off screen. Yeah. 
and just Johnny Blaze to show up, my favorite. Hell yeah. Yeah, he needs to come punish these evildoers. So th- this is the backstory of the Ghost Rider. We'll sum it up real quickly. He was a hmm. stunt motorcycle driver. Johnny Blaze. Yeah, Johnny Blaze. This incarnation, apparently there's others. I'm more of a DC guy. That's neither here nor there. He has a dying father and he makes a deal with the devil that he will let this, you know, ghost monster inhabit him from time to time so that his father can beat the cancer or whatever, you know, disease he has. Yeah. And then in this movie, if you haven't seen it, he's in Romania, I think. That's where it was shot, at least. So I'm just going to say it's Romania. And um, I'm pretty sure it just says Eastern Europe (laughs) in the in the subtitles. You don't need to know more than that. I don't think you you really don't. And in it, he uh, meets Idris Elba, who is some kind of monk who like rides a motorcycle and uh, has a French accent. And yeah, Moreau. Moreau. Yes. Mm hmm. I liked Moreau. But uh, anyway, he's trying to protect some young boy who has a connection to the devil where, you know, they gave Ghost Rider his powers and Ghost Rider joins him because he thinks that or Idris Elba tells him that he can also rid him of the curse of being the Ghost Rider. That's pretty much the movie. Yeah, I mean that, you know, the plot is simple and streamlined, um, which honestly works just fine. For me, I mean, it's a dumb action movie, basically, in superhero trappings. But this is a drive fast movie like. Yeah, I I agree in a way, but I also kind of disagree. I agree that, yes, the, the overarching plot is insanely simple. It's real easy to follow, but somehow it still felt like there was way too much going on. Like there were just way too many set pieces and like locations and little plot things and we'll get into all that stuff later though um how does this movie open yeah with like an animation or wait no first it opens with a monk like driving across a countryside uh like windy roads and then comes up to a castle full of monks he's on a motorcycle by the way should point that out yes motorcycle and you're like oh who's on the motorcycle and then when it like pulls off he takes his helmet off oh it's Asia's Alba. oh my gosh yeah cool and then um, you just got a bunch of monks with machine guns hanging out in a castle. And apparently they have like a little computer spy center. And it's like, what's going on here, guys? <laughs> oh, well, we're going to protect this little child because he's I guess the prophecy says he's the, the devil baby. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Yeah. They talk about the prophecy. They, <laughs> Which... they introduce you to the idea of they're, they're like, well, we just need to take care of him for like three more days until the day of prophecy is passed. Because, mm-hmm, you know. Superhero movie with a prophecy. Yep. Yep. Just like a Transformer movie with a glowing cube. It's going to happen. <laughs> and then there's then all of a sudden he says he's along the lines of just, you know, oh, we can keep this boy safe. And he's like, huh, by the time that happens, you'll be dead. And like, and then they are. <laughs> then they die. <laughs> yeah, he really called it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is this is when uh, Ray Kerrigan, uh, played by Johnny Whitworth, um, shows up with uh, a bunch of gun-toting goons and they start gunning down all of these like warrior monks and they're chasing after uh nadia and her son danny who are like you know go to make their escape charles minor pursues them and (laughs) offers to help them and she shoots at him instead i always forget that he was charles minor i don't know why 
I just always forget that Idris Elba was also on The Office. Yeah, it's a weird, Sorry. <laughs> weird place for him. But uh, yeah, she shoots at him while he's offering to help. Then they make their escape. They're pursued by both Idris Elba and Kerrigan. And basically Kerrigan and Idris Elba take each other out uh, with with gunfire and uh, they make their escape. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much covers the whole intro of it. Um, it was fine. Like, it was an action scene. And I think the the guys that made Crank, like you said, were the directors of this. And I think that across the board, the action is, like, fine. It's There's nothing really wrong with it. It's not bad. I One thing that did bother me a lot, though, as soon as I realized that that guy, that actor, was the bad guy. Um, have you guys ever seen the movie Empire Records before? Uh, I have not. Oh, uh, that movie was super important to me when I was a kid uh, growing up in the 90s. Uh, It's about a bunch of people that work in a record store. Anyway, he's in that movie as like a super sensitive artist guy. (laughs) Okay. Who's who's in love with Liv Tyler. Oh, and I've literally only ever seen him in two movies. That one and this one. (laughs) So it really messed with my head. It was a very jarring experience for me to see this. The sensitive art student who has the crush on the cute girl at the record store. And then Blight Demon. <laughs> He's fucking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay, I have some things to say about that. But but we're not we're not there yet. Yeah, at that point in the movie, the people making it realize, oh, shit, you might not have seen Ghost Rider 1. Sit down. Let me tell you all about Ghost Rider 1. Yeah, I thought this was a movie that's got Nicolas Cage in it. So smash cut to Nicolas Cage as Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. It must be so difficult to say the name Johnny Blaze with a straight face. It clearly is. Have you heard the way he says it in this movie? (laughs) I'm Johnny Blaze. I'm Johnny Blaze. (laughs) You sounded like... He sounded like the lifestyle of the rich and the famous guy. He sounds like a, I'm Johnny Blaze. He when he says it when he says it he sounds like a cross between a junkie and an NPR guy. I'm Johnny Blaze. Hey, I'm Johnny Blaze. For Ghost Rider, I've been Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze is my favorite NPR DJ. <laughs> Shit. Oh man. Is that when the animation happens? Yes. Yeah, this is when we get his backstory, which we already basically told you about. Dying father, deal with the yeah. devil, et cetera, et cetera. At, at this point, I, I would like to just talk a little bit about, um, do you guys, do you think the devil made a cool good deal? Do you think the devil did a good job on this one? I don't know what he, oh, when, I don't know what he, he got out of it. Okay, so this is, from where I'm sitting, it seems like this is the deal that the devil made with Johnny Blaze. He saved his dad. Yeah. Or like alleged that he well, would. He cures the cancer, but then he dies in like a car accident, like the next scene. Sure. He he ends up dying <laughs> anyway, but like, okay, but it doesn't Ouch, matter man. because the thing that he is, you know, quote, getting out of it, like his side of the deal is that mm. he gives a mortal superpowers and the superpowers are this vengeful spirit that seeks out wrongdoing and vanquishes it by like sucking out their souls like it has all the trappings of like an anti-hero you know skull face and soul sucking but like yeah he looks evil he's just a but he's just a good guy oh. he just finds baddies and beats them up and and then like you know 
spoiler alert, ultimately ends up doing battle with the devil, and the devil's like, oh yeah, huh? Oh yeah, I get like, maybe gave you too <laughs> I probably much shouldn't have done that. Oh, huh? I, I did this. I I could have just not done this. I could have just not bestowed you these cool kick-ass anti-devil so, powers. Yeah, the, and then I could have just had my devil boy. Yeah. That that came from the like uh, first of three like animated like <laughs> like exposition exposition drops that is like the first one is just like story of how Johnny Blaze yeah. became Johnny Blaze mm-hmm. or Ghost Rider. And then the middle one is just like explaining what, why the devil like lurks in yep. human form, which oh, yeah, a whole a whole exposition <laughs> drop to explain why the devil is no longer Peter Fonda, basically. <laughs> oh, is he Peter Fonda in the first movie? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. So that's why that's in there. Oh, but okay. he's not he's Got not it. Peter Fonda in this movie though. He's Mance Raider. Yeah, it's just straight up Mance Raider. Mm-hmm. The king beyond the wall is the devil in this one, you guys. And, then and... the third, uh, yeah, devil beyond the wall, or kneel for no man, whatever. Um, but the, third, <laughs> the the third like cartoon little thing was just explaining. Oh well, the the spirit of vengeance is like an angel. He was kind of kind of a b- corrupted yeah. angel. So you're like good, actually. I mean, Ghostface, like you know flaming skull but you're a good guy now yeah you can control it it was like an angel that came to earth and then like went nuts because we we did it we went a little crazy and this this third (laughs) exposition drop by the way is happening in the third act in the second (sighs) film by the way yeah is when we're getting this revelation into his character and (laughs) not to jump ahead but i'm gonna just jump ahead we also learn the whole like plot of the bad guy in the third act of this fucking movie we know that he wants the boy but we don't know why until then like ugh, there is just so so many pacing problems in this fucking movie yeah they i mean they c- keep coming at you with like oh here's some stuff we should have probably mentioned in the first half <laughs> and then then it comes out like okay so we're still at like that first like <laughs> he's He's like explaining how he became Johnny Blaze or Ghost Rider yet again. And then he's like, so I just like traveled away and it shows like him riding his motorcycle around the globe. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, it would have been really cool if they showed him like yeah. driving on water or something. But do you think he actually rode his motorcycle across the ocean or did he like get <laughs> a sweet speedboat and then turn that into like a bitchin' like, like, like hell fury cannon coming out of the surf yes okay yeah that's one of the coolest things in this movie dude uh okay we'll we'll we gotta save it all right so (laughs) we gotta we gotta get there but yeah after the first exposition drop yeah we find him uh he's hiding out in a warehouse in romania he's basically you know turtling up in his little hermit house so that he doesn't you know murder anyone else Mm -hmm. that's cool you know I, i i can dig it but then Idris Elba finds him, you know, tracks him down because he's going to enlist him to help him find Danny and the boy, the boy. promises him. Yeah, the boy. Yeah, no, I guess. Yeah, we don't know the character's name yet. But yeah, we he's going to help him find the boy and he will regain his soul if he can do so. Yeah. And um, he's not on board. At first, he becomes, I, I forget exactly how, Jesus, I watched this movie literally 
last night and I do not remember how. He just like shows him a picture of the child and then he's like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I it mean, didn't really take basically anything. there's like he in the scene with Idris Elba. He's he's pushing back. He's like, no, I I'm trying to get away from that. I'm, I'm not going to kill people anymore, man. That's not my bag. And then in the next scene, he's just like so many nights of trying to keep the rider inside. And now I need him to come out. And then he starts screaming like a Super Saiyan. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he tracks down. I think then we just cut straight to um, Kerrigan, the bad guy, and like all of his goons have. Yeah, we missed uh, we missed one little scene where it's the pickpocket scene where they're in like a train station or a restaurant, and then like the little kids like bumps into the guy that's trying to cheat on his wife, mm-hmm. and then and then he's just like in the middle of the restaurant, like all pickpockets do. Pulls the wallet out of his coat and is like, wink, wink. <laughs> like you don't Got have that like a, guy good. You don't have like a secret like he, like handshake or like a nod or something. You have to pull the stolen item out of your shirt and show it to, to be like, oh yeah, check it out. I stole something. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it, he at least has the excuse of being like a ten year old. Usually, when you see this happen, it's like a thirty year old like professional thief. Yeah, uh, he's there with his mom, by the way. He's on the run with her. I don't know if we've talked much about her. No, just that they ran away from the monks being slaughtered. Right, yeah. There's not a whole lot to say about her, really. <laughs> well, there's not There's not a lot of character there, so it's like... Yeah, Violant Placido. Sh- I, I, I'm just taking a shot in the dark on that pronunciation, by the way. Uh, I, she's an, an Italian film uh, actor, I believe. Uh, let yeah. me double check on that real quick. Uh, I was not familiar with any of her other roles. Yeah, she is an Italian actress and singer. Yeah, I haven't seen her in anything else. And they don't... I feel kind of bad because this movie really doesn't give her a whole lot to do. Mm-mm. Yeah, not really. I mean, there's not much in this character. She's a mom. I mean, this the whole point of this scene is, you know, that she then gets to deliver her little speech where she's like, I don't I don't want this for you anymore, Danny. I want I want a real life for you. So someday we're going to get that. Probably not, though, huh? Probably not. Because then this is when... Kerrigan and his goons catch up to them. Yes. They chase. Uh, there's a short car chase. They get them. Uh, they pull her out of the car. And then this is when. Dinosaur noises. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is when we notes. get. <laughs> I was just like, is there a T-Rex coming? <laughs> Which is weird because, yeah, the Ghost Rider makes a bunch of sounds like that when it's like far away, like off screen. But when it's up close, it really doesn't do much, huh? Yeah, and then late, like at a couple different points in the movie, it gives these like really bad, like Schwarzenegger style quips. Yeah, where it's just speaking English, and I'm like, oh, I, uh, I guess it can talk. I was, you know, <laughs> I went through most of the movie without that being a thing. But uh, okay, sure. Yeah, right. he says like roadkill yeah, he, says, like, okay. he says roadkill and then his his other line is he just like the spongebob talking shitty meme where he just says something back to someone where he's like does that hurt it looks like it hurts <laughs> yeah there's a lot of real stinkers in this one he, he also whispers uh hungry yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. quite a bit <laughs> he is hungry so ghost rider shows up uh, and just immediately wins because he's just like really good. 
and he causes a bunch of like chaos, I guess. But one thing that I didn't like, and you see this a ton in action movies, you see scenes where like the bad guys are shooting at the good guy, you know, mm-hmm. like the protagonist. And um, you as the audience kind of get nervous because of that, because you're like, oh, no, what if our protagonist gets hurt? So luckily, though, in this movie, you learn that he pretty much can't be hurt. So every time he's shot, you don't have to worry about it. It's really like a load off your mind, honestly. Yeah, it's like, oh, cool. He's uh, a hellhound that can't be harmed by conventional weaponry of basically any caliber, meaningfully, at least. Yeah. He basically in this fight, he gets shot at a bunch that doesn't do anything. Literally nothing. And then and then eventually he takes a couple grenades from grenade launchers to the chest and that like incapacitates him temporarily yeah um he's hurt later like enough enough for them to get away yeah basically yeah um uh, yeah he busts up the uh kerrigan's gang and they some of them escape and uh the mom and her son get away also but now Johnny Blaze is laid up in a hospital. Well, they they get the son. Right. They get yes. away with the son. But but she survives and gets away. Yeah. And then Johnny wakes up in a hospital with extremely lax pill security. <laughs> I know you wake up in a foreign hospital and you're just like, give me the drugs. Give me the drugs. Yeah. He... And then they just leave you unattended in a room with, with a, drugs. A, a cabinet that has no locks on it. And it's full of fucking drugs. And it's just right there. It's not even like a different room. Yeah, it's not behind a curtain. It's like there's kind of curtains around his bed, but they're just open. Yeah, I had like he can see the bottles of pills in the unlocked cabinet. It has glass. It has glass doors. He -hmm. can see the pills themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And he he, this is one thing I was kind of questioning is like. Mm-hmm. So with the rating system, like this is pretty violent, but like most v- movies don't, they don't care mm. how violent it is. It's just mm. don't show boobs, don't show drug use or alcohol or tobacco or whatever. Or, or language. Yeah. Yeah. Just and a couple shits. Idris Elba a... can say shit in French once. Yeah. <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> P- pardon my French. But <laughs> like that, that was what I was wondering. Cause he's like just drinking a pill bottle. Yeah. And it's like. Is it because it's like, oh, he's the hero and we know he's not doing it to get like fucked up? Or is it just because that counts as medicine, even if you just steal it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was just cool, so, I cool felt weird PG about 13 it. rating. Yeah. I was like, this PG 13 was like, oh, that's a lot of pill use. Yeah. There's mm. a scene where he's just, <laughs> you're right. He's just straight up pounding Vicodin. And I was like, <laughs> is this, are we cool with this right now? Like, yeah, he got shot. That sucks. But like, is your cure just like <laughs> drinking pills? <laughs> yeah, that's he. Tef- he definitely takes like six or seven. That's dangerous. I would say he takes more than six or seven. Well, maybe unless you're the Ghost Rider, because as we've established, <laughs> grenades do not really hurt him. So no. And neither uh, later in the film, we see him get shot with missiles that are, they look like they're designed to like take out tanks yeah they're or bunkers yeah that's what they say <laughs> yeah he takes two of them just head on and is just fine so yeah but it, he gets real thirsty afterwards <laughs> oh that's right what the fuck okay so yes that is weird that 
grenade from a grenade launcher will render him unconscious and send him back to his Johnny Blaze form. And then later mm-hmm. he takes like, you know, artillery, like explosives and multiple is, ones. Yes. Yeah. And he's basically fine with it. His flames get a little wispy for a minute, but, you know, otherwise he's cool. Um, yeah, it's. But God damn it. That scene is so badass, though. Yes. Are we there? No, we're, we're not, not there. Like I know. Like, I'm holding on so tight. We'll get there. OK, so uh, I don't even he, know what the fuck happens next. He wakes up in the hospital. He find he meets the mom. He catches her trying handles in the parking lot. And then right. he's like, he's like, OK, that's your son. We've got to go find him. Uh, I can't sense him anymore because there's a, sh- a short scene where Mance Raider whispers devil words into a phone mm-hmm. to the kid and it like he says it gives him a firewall that makes it so he can't be tracked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his Mance Raider's powers are really ill-defined, which I thought was kind of a a weak point in this movie. You never really learn like what he can and can't do. It seems like he can just kind of do whatever is appropriate to make the plot work. Yeah, he, he he at one point at one point like throws a guy into a ceiling and it, it makes his eyeball like yeah. pop kind of and well that's and, in a deleted scene actually but yes he what? does that do was that. Del- no wait yeah it's a deleted scene oh, where well, he tries to enough times he tries to rent a car <laughs> and the car salesman like writes a number down different than he quoted it to him it's uh-huh. I it makes sense why they cut it like uh, we'll just leave it at that well it's mance raider being like i know how a contract when i see one yeah are you trying to welch on this contract and it's never just a contract (laughs) he says it a bunch and then and then like you know beats the crap out of the guy with magic powers and then his eyeballs all screwed up i was wondering why his eye was so messed up (laughs) but it's like later on he brings the like kerrigan back to life yeah (laughs) and then then lifts a giant rock off of him and then nothing he was just like oh just a little shrivel on my face yeah his (laughs) his eye gets a little bit grosser so apparently it causes him a lot of strain to launch a 160 pound man into the ceiling of like a hertz car (laughs) rental booth but it's only a little bit challenging to bring Ray Kerrigan back from the dead and give him two different superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really ill-defined, and that's bad when it's your primary antagonist. Yeah, I mean, I will say that kind of the, you know, his end goal is to get good powers. You know? Like... Yeah, that's... I mean, they talk about that in the movie, how he is... Um, he has a bunch of power, but because he has a mortal form, he can't utilize it without destroying himself, basically. Yeah, but like the only thing that that really does is make it so that it doesn't make any sense at all that he's just like at multiple points in the movie, he's just traveling unaccompanied. He's just a dude. He's just a dude with light psychic powers like but he's mm-hmm. super rich and runs the Illuminati. Like, shouldn't he just have a contingent of armed guards with him? just all the time like he's renting there's a deleted scene where he's renting a car (laughs) he runs the illuminati (laughs) and he's renting a car this literally just occurred to me that is wild yeah 
So also, I mean, the you said that didn't I just carry any weapons. It was pretty like even if they were on your side, maybe they could get you a car, but they don't seem to have any like even maces, axes, swords. Yeah, the Illuminati guns. sucks in this movie. We'll talk more about that even, later. Well, even just like a, a normal human who's like a powerful person. They don't have to go rent their own car. Yeah, no, like he at least at the very least, he'd have like a valet go rent it ahead or something, you know, like what what good is yeah, the Illuminati have, for not renting you cars? Yeah, he's like have literally one assistant. He's like haggling over the price with the guy. <laughs> this the more and, yeah, I think about this like, scene, the more it sucks. Well, we when we watched it, I was like, oh wow, they cut the scene where Mance Raider does paperwork. Huh. I can I can see it. I can see why they cut it. <laughs> Here it seems to say $65 a day, but only one minute ago, you said 38 <laughs> What? Of course I want the scratch-proof package. <laughs> there, there was a moment in some human being's life when they were looking at a screen with an outline for this movie on it, and they wrote the words, the devil rents a car. <laughs> and they, they pause for a second and think, is this dumb as hell? No. no, devil loves paperwork. Yeah, yeah, this is tight. He likes contracts. This <laughs> makes sense thematically. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Um, devil, so, I think devil went down to Georgia. He's looking for a car to rent. <laughs> he, he was he was looking for a low mileage mid to mid twenty tens Nissan Sentra. No, the Maxima is above my needs. I will be fine with the Sentra. <laughs> Do you have a color other than red? That I'm would not make trying it. to get speeding tickets. <laughs> I hope you have Raw Dog Radio. <laughs> I have a lot of warnings on my license. Because I'm the devil. Um, can we just... <laughs> Can we just be at the scene with the cool, cool dig monster? Oh, we're so close, so close. Dig monster! I just want to talk about it. Fuck it. Let's just just get... We can come back. Okay, Um, so Devil Rents a Car. We're pretty much there. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Think, Jeff. Think. The Devil Rents a Car. He... There's the scene where they talk about his backstory and they show all the the different people that he's been. Okay, yeah. He meets up with her. He... There's the animation thing. Yeah. The second animation. (laughs) And then they go to the crazy gambleatorium where they're going to shake down uh, uh, because it's revealed that uh, uh, Nadia and Kerrigan used to be gun runners together, gun running partners back in the day. So she knows a place uh, that they're going to go to shake this guy down. Uh, who's like betting on you know dog fights and, and woman it is fights? Unclear. Yeah, whatever it is they're, unclear betting what they're betting things. on things. There was a guy that it's it's like <laughs> there's a kickboxer in the ring and a giant yeah. warthog, and then the, like somebody says, "Oh, she's ready to fight," and so I'm like, neither of them looked like. Well, I don't know what gender that 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 pig pig is, but I I was just like, what is what are they betting? Yeah, it's yeah, it's like a. <laughs> A cool fight, like a cool underground fight club. And why are there always underground fight clubs in, like, bad movies? 
Are those actually ever like a real thing? I don't know. It, I, don't, I wouldn't go to one. It's, <laughs> it's like it's like movie shorthand for like morally dubious rich people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is crime city where crime is happening. Yeah, these are the movers and shakers and also uh, they like to watch dudes punch each other. <laughs> we we do get a line here that I actually really uh, liked uh, Nick's delivery on because we have we haven't really talked about his performance too much yet. At this point, he's trying to keep the writer in check because they're surrounded by all this uh, villainy mm. and what have you. So sin. yeah, so they're in a den of sin, and he's like, you know, he's getting all twitchy. He's Real getting all twitchy, twitchy <laughs> trying to trying to keep the writer inside and. Uh, Nadia has a line where she's like, am I going to regret bringing me, bringing you with here with me? And he just goes, <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, it genuinely made me laugh, like an actual real belly laugh. I was like, OK, that was good. You know, there are some actually funny lines in this. I wrote a couple of them down because I was like, I was kind of surprised that there were so many actually funny parts in this. Like, yeah, because this movie got raked by critics, y'all. It's got like a. It's got like yeah. an percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Than, yeah, it's so much better than eight. I I thought it I thought yeah. it was way better than eight. I'd give it like a I'd yeah. give it like a thirty. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll, more we'll than, talk that's about more that. That's more than triple. Seventy five. Bam. Seventy five. Certified. Oh, really? Damn. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really <laughs> familiar with the scale. Is it out of hundred? I mean, let's not get too worked up over this. Seventy-five is like a cool C, so yeah, you know, maybe but he's not wrong. In that in that scene, <laughs> they're looking at the guy that Nadia knows, like whatever their criminal contact dude there is, or whatever, some some guy from her past. And Nick Cage says he looks like he works on a cruise ship. <laughs> oh, good burn! I was like, I really like that. That's really funny. Yeah, there are some legitimately like good jokes in this movie, but it's a really bad movie. It's like, um, yeah. uh, it's like if you ate a bunch of food that had like gold flakes in it, and then later you looked down in the toilet and you were like, <laughs> you were like, well, most of that's bad, <laughs> but I can the rest is shit gold. I can still see the shiny parts though. <laughs> There's a couple, a couple of flecks of gold in there still. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of shots around here uh, in this in this scene, or somewhere around this scene where uh, Nick Cage is mid transformation mm -hmm. into yeah. the Ghost Rider. I thought that was really unsettling. Yeah, this is while basically while he's shaking him down. He he like they corner him and he's like, "Why would I tell you anything?" And then you know Johnny like starts to lose his grip on the Rider, and. Yeah, there's like flashes of of the skull. You know, he gets like one empty socket, like instead of you know an eye. Yeah, and you know it's pretty creepy. I mean, this movie's like about ten years old, um, which I think is sort of in the like the mid two thousands. I think there was kind of an over the hump moment in CGI, <laughs> where mm -hmm. movies from ten years ago now look a lot better than movies from two thousand looked to me in two thousand and ten that makes sense yeah i i know what you mean yeah the cg is to the point where like like they understand it well enough to know the limitations and what they kind of can and can't do mm -hmm. and like how to hide cg with practical effects or with lighting yeah i honestly didn't really have any complaints about the cgi in this movie i thought it all looked pretty good for the most part there's one shot that i'm going to talk about later that i thought looked awful but 
What? Other than that, I thought it looked pretty good. Um, did you guys think the Ghost Rider looked cool? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I did think he looked cool. And, okay, I read a bunch of IMDb reviews of this movie. It's a bad idea. Specifically the one-star ones. Yeah, you gotta be careful. <laughs> and a common thread among them that I, I found really surprising is... The people that really disliked this movie, especially the ones that said that they were either fans of the first movie or fans mm. of the character Ghost Rider in general, they had a lot of ill to say about his design in this movie. They were like, ugly, black, really? skull, hated that his leather was melting. I hated that his motorcycle had all the dumb smoke coming off of it where's the cool really? chrome and the cool bone skull where's my cool cool chrome ghost rider and i was just like <laughs> wow the version that you're because again haven't seen the first movie not really familiar <laughs> with this character so i'm yep. just going off of their description and in my head i'm like that sounds like fucking garbage compared like i like all the soot and smoke and stuff i thought that was cool yeah yeah his, his he looked he looked cool his, his i just used the word cool pejoratively like 10 times and then was just like no i thought it looked cool i'm i'm just checking real quick for the first uh just some some google images here uh yeah it, i mean i see what they're talking about i guess in the first movie it looks like his the skull is like white and the motorcycle is all chrome and like, oh man, the graphics look so much dumber. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. So I know with it looks. The, I know it's so new, much worse. Or I guess whatever. Spirit of Engines, like I liked how the skull was all black. That looked awesome. His jacket was like bubbling and like, like tar covered. That was badass. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Like all the black smoke coming off of his like great. motorcycle and the like trail of fire behind it. Also looks super badass. I don't know why you think like, man, I want it to be more chrome. Now, like if the motorcycle was made out of bones or something, I could see like, oh, man, they 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 really went to like be cool. a different, you know, extreme. They went with like, you know, this thing's like vibrating with like the energy of hell. And yet uh, I want chrome. <laughs> Fuck off, man. Yeah, they were super horny for Chrome. I, like, I, I just didn't expect that, you know? Like, I was surprised. The first time I saw it mentioned, I was like, okay, people have opinions. That's fine. And then I read, like, five or six more reviews that all echoed the same sentiment. And I was like, what? Who are all these cool ghosts? Ed Hardy. They're Ed Hardy people. Oh, my God. That's what it I is. I just put it together. They're Ed Hardy I'm people, just, everyone. Yeah. There is definitely a contingent of people... I can't believe I just realized this now, but there is definitely a contingent of people that like Ghost Rider and and this one, one and two, because they like motorcycles. Damn. Wow. And they love chrome. R yeah, so they would want to see like- Do motors? Do motorcycle people all love chrome? What I love certain is, ones. What I huh. love is that uh, sweet chain action that he was whipping around, because it's got the little like hooks on it, just like from a, what, a like, Hellraiser, like it looked very, yeah. very hell. Pinhead was like coming out at you, and they, they, they're sneaking too, yeah. around. I was like, ooh, I like those chain weapon. Yeah, the chain was cool. It's a very like thematically appropriate weapon for him to have. It's kind of like a Hell's mm -hmm. Angels biker mm -hmm. gang weapon. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it, it comes from the comics too. Sure. Yeah, I know that he does that. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think at this point he finds all the people. 
Yeah, they we're get, finally there. Info. Yeah, yeah, we're we're there. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah, he finds some people and he gets there to where Kerrigan and uh, his crew have the boy, and they are also um, trying to buy missiles. Yeah, they're buying big, expensive missiles that don't big, work. Expensive. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they're they're buying it because they know that they need them to kill the Ghost Rider, which is like, I don't know how they got so acclimated to the existence of the ghost rider to the fact that it's chasing them and to the fact that they need to kill it i don't know how they got used to it so quickly but they did they met him one time and now they're just like yep that's the ghost rider uh, gotta kill him yeah gotta i kill him i i had a question about that um Maybe you guys know more about the Marvel Universe than me, um, because at the beginning of the movie, we see that this is billed under the Marvel Knights yeah. logo. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that a separate? Is that like how Vertigo and DC are distinct universes or does Ghost Rider exist in the same world as like Captain America? I know that in the comics, yes, Um but I also know that in the movies, no. This does not take place in the the MCU. Right. Yeah. It, it, this this doesn't take place in the Robert Downey Jr. verse. But I, I basically, I was just unclear. Are there other supernatural things going on? Because when they first meet him, you know, Corrigan, or Kerrigan calls uh, the devil and is like, what the hell was that? You didn't tell me shit was going to be all weird. Mm-hmm. And then immediately they're like, well, shit's all weird, whatever. So <laughs> yeah. it it, it kind of didn't work both ways. You know, if they knew, like if Iron Man exists, you know, and they're like super badass, you know, tricked out gun runners, they've probably mm-hmm. come across a metahuman before and wouldn't be like super shocked by it. Yeah. But then if they don't exist then yeah, they move past it really quickly. Yeah, they just kind of get used to it. And it's like just not a big deal, which is, I, I always hate that in movies because if you, if you like you right now, Sog the Ghost Rider, if you saw a guy roll up on a flaming motorcycle with a skull for a head that was on fire and it was immortal and like, could whip somebody and immediately turn them into ash you would literally just go insane it would break your mind immediately 100 percent. poop my pants (laughs) fucking crazy crazy forever yeah no that that would just be it like it would destroy you yeah mentally but kerrigan's i don't know maybe he's just like he just is a real roll with the punches kind of guy yeah you yeah, he's John Ralphio all grown up and, you know, ready to take care of business. <laughs> he does look like John Ralphio. Yeah, he's big John Ralphio. Big, sexy John Ralphio. I never bought him as an antagonist. I, I, I couldn't take him seriously at all. Yeah, and we haven't even gotten his transformation yet. But, okay, so in this fight scene, which we've talked about a little bit already, he... Uh, gets blasted by missiles. The missiles aren't, you know, they're, they're, as I said, they make his flame kind of weaken and he's like stumbling a little bit. And then there's a giant like earth mover contraption. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do either of you guys know what that thing is called? 
I looked it up because I wanted to know. It's just called an Earth Mover. Oh, wow, really? Yep. Oh, man. God, that's dumb. As I far as I can tell, I, it might have another name. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I just said those words, but I didn't. I must have had that filed away in my <laughs> so, subconscious memory so, somewhere. So did whoever invented the damn machine. That's an Earth Mover. <laughs> yeah, are we? <laughs> Yeah, they're just called yeah, they're just called earth movers. Wow. All right. Well, shit. Uh, Basically, he hops into it. And this is when we learn that it's it's not just the motorcycle. The motorcycle itself isn't what's special or supernatural. Anything he rides uh, gets imbued with the power of hellfire and, you know, devil magics and this giant like, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, a what are we fucking doing here? But B, it's like a it's it's like a building size like shovel bulldozer chainsaw basically. Yeah, Buzzsaw. And, yeah, and it turns into a demon version of that that moves it's so alarmingly cool. fast, like moves way faster than the actual machine would, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. it looks like a like a, a boss out of Twisted Metal or something. Like, <laughs> Damn. Like, like, wow. I'm pretty sure they didn't have, like, you know, big boss fights where you fight a giant robo- robotic spider, but I'm pretty sure that should be one of them. Because I, I was just thinking, like, oh, man, where's the Rob Zombie? Like, come on. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, rip it. Oh, my God. This movie is extremely Rob Zombie. But <laughs> he's just whipping that thing around. Um not moving much earth, but more like just Mm-mm. just crushing stuff. And then the yeah. mom, the mom and the son are just like, all right, uh, l- we're we're out of this building. Now they look over. Oh, shit. Let's go. Let's get get moving the opposite direction. Like, oh. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. so they just dip. <laughs> dip. Um, they leave uh, the writer behind because. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny Blaze is on their side, but as we've said, the Ghost Rider is kind of this separate entity. So when he's out, you know, all bets are off. He he warns her earlier, like, I don't know, I think you're kind of a bad person, probably. So he's probably not going to like you that much. <laughs> and what he, he we skipped this over in the first animation, but he has a little hmm. monologue bit about like, what's the Ghost Rider doing? And it's like the Ghost Rider's like, I mean, I'm sure there's something you want to hide from the Ghost Rider. Maybe a yeah. little white lie you told oh, yeah. or an illegal download. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, OK, OK, you're <laughs> if that is like you're like what you're judging people on, who cares whether or not they're gun runners or like trying to kill a kid? Because clearly nobody's going to live up to your standard if you're just stealing gum <laughs> and murder taking souls. Yeah, the zero. Gun. If yeah, if torrenting <laughs> will get your soul devoured by the Ghost Rider, literally no human is safe. It it just felt like those like pre like those like little uh, trailers to when you put the DVD in, and it's just like you know in the mid nineties there was like or early two thousands there was always those like ones where it's <laughs> yeah. like don't pirate pirating is theft. You, you wouldn't, wouldn't steal from steal your mom a handbag. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> and I was just like, "Where? Why wouldn't Ghost Rider do one of those?" Like, hi, I'm, I'm Ghost Rider. I'm Johnny Blaze. Don't you stay- might also know yeah. me as Johnny Blaze. Yeah, don't don't worry, Nick Cage. It's 2020. <laughs> I'm 31. I don't know how to illegally download <laughs> things anymore. I rented this movie from the video warehouse. Like, <laughs> when nobody's nobody's stealing your Nick Cage movies. It's cool. Hi, I'm Ghost Rider. You might also know me as Johnny Blaze. 
Now, a lot of people are illegally downloading movies these days. Now, I know what you're thinking. Victimless crime, right? No. <laughs> and that's when he transforms into, like, the fiery head of Ghost Rider. <laughs> and steps through Don't your fucking steal. TV screen. Also, the jury's still out on whether or not oh. masturbation is bad. <laughs> okay, so when he transforms... It depends on what it's to. They just... They... It does! It does depend on what it's to. Oh, yeah, wow. um, Rose. <laughs> yeah, I also liked in this in this scene we learned that the ghost writer also kind of has like a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like there's this there's this, uh, a scene when he gets blown up, I think, and he's like floating on his back in midair. Yeah, <laughs> and floating in slow motion, and then he stops and looks at one guy, and he's like, "Gotcha." He doesn't say "gotcha," but that's like his face. Yeah. <laughs> And then he gets shot with a machine gun a bunch, and then he spits all the bullets back out on somebody. Yeah, like, with like he's out there just having also, fun. Like my favorite was when the guy has the missile launcher and he looks into the little peephole to be like, "Okay, your sight is like your target is locked or whatever." And then it's like a ring yeah. where he's just like creeping up along the like the yeah. side of the like frame of the camera, and it's yeah, just he like, like scuttles <laughs> around and like flickers back and forth positions. <laughs> I was, Oh, man, that, that was, was cool. Excellent. That was a cool moment. <laughs> He's a demon. Yeah. Demons like to have fun. This this I, fight I, scene was like the highlight of the movie to me. It was far and away the coolest. Sure. Uh, it was way, way sicker than the uh, conclusion, which mm-hmm. we should probably start making our way towards. Unfortunately, as much as I want to live in this moment where the Earth yeah. Mover is possessed by the devil and destroying baddies. Come on. There's, there's one other thing I want to talk about. That Earth Mover. <laughs> there's one there's one other thing I want to talk about, um, which is that we, we haven't, I guess, really gotten into the detail of uh, the Ghost Rider's like main power, which I don't know if they say it in the movie, but it's called the penance stare. It's that thing where he grabs people and like looks into their soul and like sucks mm-hmm. their soul out, you know? Well, Josh, that's um, news to me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's didn't, what it's I didn't about. Know it had a name. I mean, yeah. I knew he did that because he says it. Yeah. But he's like, I look into their eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's something that you wouldn't want to see. It's it's all in that montage. Yeah. Or uh, in that uh, opening, like little dialogue of, like, <laughs> what the ghostwriter is. <laughs> yeah, and it sucks. An illegal download. The, like the, it's it's a power. it's a straight up terrible power because he in that fight scene he kills. I don't know, like a dozen guys. And it seems like all he really has to do is like whip them once with a chain. Yeah, and they just explode. Or push them. Push them aside. They burst into fire. The chain passes through them. Yeah, and they just die. And But then he grabs... He only does the stare thing like twice in the movie. And each time it takes upwards of 20 seconds. He's really got to hold them and stand still. And they have to stand still. And he has to like get right up in their face. So he tries to do it to Kerrigan. Ghost Rider is not mad. Ghost Rider is disappointed. Ghost Rider. <laughs> That's just Ghost Rider for mad. <laughs> and obviously he doesn't do it because the main bad guy doesn't really die. Which, I don't know. I mean, it's an action movie and I get it. Like, if he had just chain whipped the main bad guy, like, we wouldn't have an antagonist. But I just wanted to address that, that he's got a terrible superpower. And, um... Yeah, he's still on the loading screen of his, you know, slow kill spell. Yeah, that he's casting. It's like a 
It's like a bad kill. And then this is, yeah, and this is when he realizes that that Danny has been whisked away by Nadia, and he kind of just throws Kerrigan aside and and takes flight after them. <laughs> Which until they come back to that later, like where Kerrigan's like dying. I just thought, like, oh, did you just leave him alive? Because everyone else you've thrown aside just burst into fire. That did not happen. So I assumed he must have been alive still. And I was like, wait, you just stared into his face. Yeah. Why isn't his soul sucked the fuck out? Yeah, later the devil finds him under a big rock, which... (laughs) Yeah, okay. Don't know how that happened. I don't know. Because he did just casually (laughs) toss him aside. He didn't, like, set him down and then roll a big rock on top of him. Yeah, he doesn't bury him. He just throws him. Maybe that's a deleted scene. I don't know. It is not. Not one they put on the disc. (laughs) Yeah, not not one on the disc. (laughs) Does somebody have, like, one of you guys have, like, a gin and tonic over there or something? I'm sorry. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck editing. Wait, is it really a gin and tonic? Yes, it is. Seriously? Yeah. Good call there. Called that shot. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's, let's get moving, I guess. Um, he finds Nadia and Danny, the, the mom and the devil kid, and, uh, starts traveling with them, and we kind of becomes like, I feel like they're trying to make him seem like a father figure, sort of. Oh, you didn't, you didn't see that shoehorn, like, just wedged in there? <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, we get a, a really awesome line from Danny where he's like, eh, it's okay. You're way cooler than most of the guys she hangs out with. It's like, wow, okay, so there's no <laughs> there's no arc of him like needing to win over Danny. Danny's just no. like, no, you're pretty much the most badass person I've ever seen, so I'm extremely into you. It's cool. I rode on your motorcycle uh, a song. <laughs> I rode on your motorcycle in front of you while a song about a guy having a velvet itch in his pants. Oh my god. Played, and that was that was gross. Did you guys catch that? No, no. this is like the second time that you've completely devastated me <laughs> just by listening to lyrics in songs that are playing in the movies that we watch. Yeah, I, I, do we double check that? Is it actually a velvet itch? <laughs> that's a good point. Yep. I might have to there might be another correction here. Hold on a second. It's just a radio edit. They would normally say bitch and then they're like, "No, we got to make it a kids friendly." Yep, it is a song by a band called Bass Drum of Death. Cool. Which oh damn, I'm that band in, rules. I'm into that. Yeah, that's a cool fucking name. They, they it rule. Says I got a velvet itch in my pants. Can you scratch it right for me? So. <laughs> damn. Bass Drum of a Death is a soundtrack for this movie. That's super wild. A weird song to play while you're riding a motorcycle with a child. Yeah, yeah father-son bonding moment. Uh, speaking of which, he's when they're getting burgers, he's like, sees the like kid with, like with his family, and he just like rubs his tussles his hair, and then he tries to do that with yeah. like, Danny or whatever. And he goes, "There was there was a bee. I didn't want the bee to sting you, like, dude. <laughs> oh man, just get back to drinking the entire pitcher of water. No, that wasn't for the whole table or anything. Yeah, there's a scene where in in, in this part when they stop at the diner, and he just." pounds a whole pitcher of water for some reason like is that a thing well because it's i mean it's probably pretty hot when you're when you're the ghost rider you're you no longer have skin yeah you're nothing but torched bone skin is one of the <laughs> yeah uh idris elba also just kind of shows up at this point. uh yeah, yeah this is okay so they've got 
uh, Danny back. So he calls Idris Elba. Idris Elba meets up. This is the meetup scene. Mm-hmm. The good guys group up. Idris Elba meets up with them on his cool motorcycle. Don't know what he's been doing. Uh, the devil finds, you know, dying Kerrigan and turns him into the comic book character Blackout uh, and mm-hmm. gives him powers of uh, like necrotic rot and also artificial darkness that he can like, you know, cloak himself in uh, to gain a tactical advantage. Yeah, they say uh, decay, I think, is what it is. And it, basically what he can do is he touches people for a couple of seconds and then they die like they rot away, which again, also not a very good superpower. If your superpower is that if you get close to people and they are defenseless for a few seconds, you can kill them. That means that your superpowers are as good as a knife. (laughs) Yeah. Or like a dude with a hammer is like as scary as the villain in this movie. Yeah, but by holding the hammer, can you make it rot away? (laughs) You know what? You got me there, Sean. That's true. That is one thing that does come up in in a fight scene with him is that it's hard to get an upper hand on him because if you, you know, like grab him, you know, to halt his attack, then he's just still getting you. Like if you just grab his wrists, it's like, oops, do your hands hurt? (laughs) (laughs) They're 80 now. (laughs) But I yeah, that's a fair point. But a gun is still better. Yeah, a gun's like miles better. And he has those like he had that before. He had those already. It's a downgrade, really. No, he can't hold them. (laughs) Yeah, they would probably like rust away, I guess. I don't know. He drives a truck, though, so I don't know. It's yeah, but loose. he touches food <laughs> and the food rots. So maybe it's like an organic thing. Except yeah. for the Twinkie. Huh? And the sword. He, oh, he also picks up a piece of wood that just rots instantly. Um, So I would have liked a scene where he tries to like use a bathroom or something. <laughs> <laughs> I would have not liked to see that. So Johnny and Nadia get Danny to this monastery where the highlander has a bunch of face tattoos the high yeah let's not (laughs) breeze past that they got fucking raiden to be in this movie Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh yep in his uh first film like mainstream film appearance since uh highlander 3 in the year 2000 i believe what really yep that sucks (laughs) yep Uh, for for him for christopher lambert yes it does suck uh, very much. So they meet uh, right. the Highlanders, cool monk tribe, and they yep. turn over Danny to them. They say, OK, Danny, you're with these guys. I know they seem like jerks, but it's cool. I'm positive that they're not bad. Yeah. And by the way, you know, we're still a day away from the prophecy. But I, Idris Elba, am going to go take away Johnny Blaze's ghostwriter powers right now. Mm. That can't yeah. wait 24 hours. Yeah, I well, did not understand that. Why? Why did they need to do that right then? Oh, it's and, cool. He's yeah. safe. We made it. Yeah, nothing could go wrong here. I mean, it, they've already, you know, invaded and completely decimated one militant monk compound, but I'm sure this one's better, I guess. There's more this wine one. here. <laughs> or the yeah, the, what Johnny Blaze says, where he's just like, these guys can cure my, uh, give me my soul back. They don't even have shoes. <laughs> yeah, they don't even have shoes. <laughs> Which I'm like, 
Wait, would you think, like, if these monks were wearing, like, fresh kicks? Yeah, if they just had fucking Air Maxes on, he'd be like, oh, sweet, I know my soul is safe with these guys. I trust these guys. Quick, let's pump up these jams. Yeah, well, he says to Danny, he, he does give one line that I think explains his state of mind, which is that he says... He, he kneels down in front of Danny and, like, puts his arm on his shoulder because Danny's like, I don't know if we can trust these guys. Do you have to leave? And he goes, Danny, the only thing that can hurt you and your mom now is me. And I was like, that's the least comforting line anybody's ever said to anyone. Also, so not true. <laughs> like... Yeah, also, no. <laughs> they just hired mercenaries to kill that child or kidnap him. I don't see why... Yeah, they, they couldn't just hire more mercenaries. Yeah, the devil is still out there. They, their paths have not crossed the devil yet, but they know he's on the hunt. Nope. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. They've all Th- met him. This, I think that this whole exchange is the biggest like writing failure in the movie. It makes the least sense out of all the things that happen. Yeah, it's one of those things where you can kind of you can too easily see behind the scenes. Like you can see into what the screenwriter was doing. Where, like, they wanted to have him get his powers taken away. Because they wanted to have the scene when he gets them back. Yeah. that They, they started there. And then they said, okay, then he has to lose his powers. So he's got to lose them now. But there has to be a reason why he loses them before the prophecy. So he they kind of, like, tried to cobble together this thing where he's like, ah, you know, I can't really control it. It, it only comes, you know, the Ghost Rider comes out and I can't, I can't decide when. Although it seems like it really only comes out when he needs it to. Yeah, I mean, he's got practice at controlling it. And I don't know, I feel like he could just sit inside a shack nearby and be like, "Okay, come knock on my door if the devil shows up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to go over there. You guys honk the horn on this truck or whatever. If you need me to become um, the angel of vengeance, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, we get transported into an Avenged Sevenfold music video where <laughs> the writer is being sucked out of Johnny Blaze by Idris Elba's cool powers. I mean, he sends him into like yeah. a meditation cave, basically, uh, you know, yada, yada, kills yada. Vader, yada, yada, <laughs> yep. sees his own face. He's not the ghost writer anymore. OK, so my hand's a robot. At I this remember, point, remember when we learned said that said that my hands are robot anyway sorry jeff sorry jeff please continue <laughs> at this point we learn <laughs> that the guy with face tattoos was womp womp a bad guy and he's gonna kill danny because that's the only way that he can be sure that the prophecy will not come to fruition so yeah he's He's going to kill him, and then... <sighs> and they do it, like, right away. I, I assumed that there was going to be, like, a ritual. Like, they have to say stuff and, you know, like, burn something or, like, drink some fancy magic wine or, you know what I mean, like, some Under the magic light of the moon. Thing. Yeah, exactly. But instead, they're just, like, they get in a circle, and he just gets out an old-ass cutlass and is like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> come, come here, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay all right time to get decapitated here we go uh, and then they're like watching with binoculars as like oh that's the illuminati the world's richest people are unloading into this coliseum okay well <laughs> almost almost so 
yeah, first the monks led by the Highlander are about to decapitate mm-hmm. Danny, and then mm-hmm. this is when Kerrigan shows back ah, up. Yes. And yes. there's like a pretty cool light, scene light. where he goes around and uses his like blight powers to turn all of the warrior monks into these like you know, desiccated husks where they're like, yeah, have mushrooms growing out of them. They that look was pretty awesome. Cool. I thought they that look, looked great. They look cool. And then he whisks Danny away to where the devil is waiting and the devil has ascended, uh, assembled the Illuminati. Yes. Basically, he's like, these are some of the world's most powerful p- people, the Clintons and the Bushes. He, he doesn't, doesn't say, say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. He he's like there's politicians there's politicians and like murderers. That's I'm what he says. Sure. Yeah, yeah. says. Politicians and murderers. <laughs> yeah, like okay, those are the two groups. Got it. For some reason, uh, this video I watched on YouTube made me think that Jay Z was going to be present. Mm. But okay, politicians and murderers. Got it. Alex Jones is there. It's a huge plot twist. And yeah, Alex Jones. Man, who would have seen that shit coming? Okay. You guys. If the reptilians are real, Alex Jones is definitely on the <laughs> payroll, right? Like, are we agreed on this point? So like, he yeah. for sure, like, he knows about it, and he's in on the take. To discredit, like, other people's theories about it? Yeah, by, like, being this... Okay, let's not talk about Alex Jones. <laughs> let's talk about Ghost Rider, Spirit but, of Vengeance. But it's the yeah. Illuminati. How can you not... Like I mean, it's the Illuminati. How can Alex you Jones not talk? So this, brings, this brings me back to something that happened in the second cartoon, little uh, exo drop, whatnot, is what I made as the Devil's List of the devils oh, throughout the, time. The animate oh, the animation right. where they explain the devil, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, the first picture is Mance Raider, or like the you know new guy devil. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a crooked guy that's like bent all out of shape, and I thought that was like either, like it looked like Charlie Chaplin. It might be Hitler. I'm not sure. Uh, they didn't really. If I uh, had to guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next one uh, was uh, Vlad the Impaler, and <laughs> that was okay. Sure. Yeah. Checks out. Yep. The the one after that was a little different. That one was just like a lady. Just a random lady. Yeah, it was just like a woman. Then Dr. Mangala, mm-hmm. uh, Net- Netflix, or Netflix no, was the next one. Uh, then there was like no effects. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no effects is uh, like Koki the clown, like just generic, yeah, it's supposed to be like John Wayne Gacy, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, and then you got your Stalin, uh, random cowboy, and then uh, J- Jerry Springer, <laughs> Jerry Springer, because <laughs> we all know that he's. The fucking devil? Because, okay, here's my personal theory. What? And I, it's not so much a theory as it is a fact that I am 100% certain of. It was supposed to be Donald Trump. Mm. Because the very next thing that happens, the very next like line is like, the devil used his greatest power, the deal. And it shows two people like shaking hands. Yeah. Right after a shot of Jerry Springer. Mm. And I am 100% certain it was supposed to be Donald Trump. But they didn't use it for some reason. Yeah. Huh. I was, and they went with Jerry Springer. I just, I just Illuminati wondered, pulling the strings again. Yeah, classic Illuminati. I just was wondering why they wouldn't just use more, just villainous people throughout time. Like, like what was with the like random black lady <laughs> and the cowboy? 
Yeah, like, like they didn't. Why didn't you just? There's put not in, like six. Yeah, you, like you could have put in like other bad people. Yes, yeah, Stalin, Vlad the Impaler, and then just random. Like Sean and I were like frantically googling, trying to figure out who these people were. Couldn't do it. It's just I. It's just random folks. You don't know. They're secretly like the evilest people ever. Yeah. See, it's always the quiet ones, right? Yeah. Shit. The more. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh wait, no, no. It was the guy that was famous for stabbing people. Never mind. <laughs> uh, they like, didn't. Also, uh... why? Why random clown? Like John Wayne Gacy? Like, yeah. couldn't you just? Couldn't you just shown his picture? There are I mean, pictures of him. <laughs> like... Yeah, the estate might have not allowed it. Oh, maybe. Anyway, the Illuminati's got Danny. Uh huh. And. Idris Elba and Johnny Blaze and Nadia are uh, armed up. They've taken all of the dead monks guns because they have an armory there. Yeah, they have a dope gun room. Ugh, you kids. It can't be a bad action movie without a stupid armory scene. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a rack. There's like a, a rack of handguns around a pillar. That's just like a bunch of handguns just stuck into a pillar. And basically, so it's nobody ridiculous. Gave- Nobody gave any of those weapons to any of the Illuminati. <laughs> they all have just robes and uh, tickle fingers. Just t- <laughs> like, that, their their weapon of choice is like encirclement. Yeah, they. Well, yeah, we'll get there. Um, they. Uh, so Moreau decides to go in the front door as like a distraction, while Nadia uh, is like sniping people, and she's like real good, which I thought was impressive and not explained very well in the movie she's just like former gun runner yeah yeah, i mean i guess they this is also the scene where idris elba and nicholas cage drink a two thousand year old bottle of wine together Mm -hmm. yeah that the monks have had for two thousand years and i was curious so i started digging around because i wanted to know i know that they found like amphoras and uh jars of like old honey i think the oldest honey is about four thousand years old damn and probably still edible, by the way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, but what I found out was that the oldest unopened bottle of wine that exists is called the, I think it's Speyer, S-P-E-Y-E-R, wine bottle. It is about 1,650 years old. And boys, it looks gnarly. Look it up if you get the chance. It looks like if a lava lamp went bad. <laughs> So it is, it's it's like an impressionist painting of a bottle of wine. It's disgusting looking. Yeah. So some wine is like, you know, can get better with age. Yeah, you looked it up. It looks like one of those bottles you'd fill with sand. Um, <laughs> but, but you weren't really good at it. It's your Yeah, that's your that's like your first try that you you dump back yeah, out. It, and some wine you can just like it's meant to like really you know appreciate over time but nothing like that old is like still like edible yeah <laughs> no like, no way it's like when they find it's... like a jar of olives that's intact that was on the like fucking titanic and it's like yeah that thing looks like it's it just came it's like an egg sack out of alien yeah. i don't want it yeah it's not edible anymore don't ew. it's it's just botulism now. Oh, yeah. That's all it is. It's a good thing we fished that out of the ocean so we can put it where it belongs, in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just the ocean now? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. So, th- okay, what happens next here is that uh, Ghost Rider and uh, Moreau storm the place. 
uh, where a like some sort of possession ritual is taking place. I guess the devil is going to jump into Danny's body, which, by the way, we just learned like five minutes ago. Yeah. And as a result, I mean, you're supposed to know the stakes like early on, I feel like. And we didn't. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, the devil is holding the ceremony here at this place because it is the farthest place from heaven, which I guess is just like in Romania. Yeah, weird. Like the earth doesn't fucking <laughs> rotate or it. Yeah. No, heaven is just always on the opposite side. Hold on one second. Yeah. What's on the yeah, opposite that's side? What I'm looking up like right now. Hard, hard Rock Honolulu or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Las Vegas. The like real Sin City. <laughs> It's like actually, it's heaven. I'm pulling up, pulling up Google Earth right now. I know what's on the other side. It's wherever I'm with you guys. Uh, it looks like it is the ocean. I think <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's yeah. the ocean, or I believe that that is like Papua New Guinea. So I mean, it usually is the ocean. If you flip the go the globe to it's, the other yeah. side, it's usually ocean. You know, it's yeah, it's almost always just yeah, it's just literally just the middle of the ocean. Isn't it like seventy percent of the time it's gonna be ocean? Yeah, seventy five percent. Cool. We should really get out there and check out heaven. Yeah, but I, yeah, the ocean's big. It's hard to and who's got the time? So um, uh, oh god. So Johnny Blaze has lost his powers. He goes and breaks up this whole thing, but he's getting you know like overpowered. Because he's not, he doesn't have superpowers anymore. And the bad guy, whose name I don't remember, Blackout, uh, shows up and grabs onto him and is deciding to take his time rotting his body, even though he's killed everybody else very quickly. For some reason, this time he wants to savor it. And Danny comes up and gives Ghost Rider his powers back. And then Ghost Rider immediately whips out a chain and murders a whole bunch of people like yeah the whole un <laughs> yeah. yeah which jay-z beyonce and kanye <laughs> what? and weird al for some reason <laughs> yeah weird al too who would have guessed that one would that be the I mean, fucking I craziest news if that was what sean said immediately he was like wow the world is gonna be a very different place <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> yeah like i want to know it's like what headlines like how many heads of state or like what if this is supposedly the the most politicians and murderers are is it more politicians than murderers? Maybe it's skewing more towards the murderers. Like a it's like know, a fifty yeah, fifty. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just a but, bunch of murderers and like Newt Gingrich. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the headlines the next day, like in a weird twist of events, like a whole bunch of famous people have just vanished. Yeah. It's the weirdest shit. Um yeah, so anyway, he cold cocks the devil, which I also thought was really funny. Punch. Basically, anything involving the devil in this movie is really hilarious yeah. because he's just like a dude. Yeah. So. <laughs> he is Mance Raider. Yeah. Moreau, oh, I should also point out, Moreau does die during this scene, Idris Elba. In a cool way, he gets partially rotted by Blackout and then he headbutts Blackout and yeah. turns to dust. It explodes into his mouth. Like, yeah, which is <laughs> Blackout like, is like spitting out pieces of Idris Elba dust, which is like good. <laughs> he's just like gross. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he says gross. And I was like, dude, aren't you made out of that like, shit? You like, yeah, gross. Like, you're gross. You're a nasty man now. You're like a big, you're a nasty guy. You're a giant walking pustule. Like, you're disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. So then. Everybody leaves. 
It's a big chase scene, and the devil and his entourage drive away in, like... Which, by the way, there's something really pathetic about that. Again, I love pointing out that he's just a regular dude. Because in this scene, he's just driving away in, like, a Range Rover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's not even in the back or anything. Like, he's just driving the car. <laughs> yeah, still no valet. Like, they couldn't have given him, like, a hearse or something cool. No. Uh, Ghost Rider, I mean, it's action. Like, I don't even want to really explain well, it. Well, yeah, Ghost Rider just whips the fucking back axle off of the SUV, flipping mm-hmm. it wildly off the road. Yeah, he just, like, wins. Yeah. Grabs the devil, There's a scene. throws him back to hell. Yeah, that's basically it. He, he <laughs> go got, home he, is what he yeah, says. Yeah, he says go Lame. home. He wraps him up in go chains home. and then he throws him back down and he opens up a hell mouth in Romania. Yep. Yeah, which yeah, <laughs> in Romania, the farthest place from heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's got a new gateway to uh, a, hell, a hell mound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also he um, there's a scene where blackout uh, touches the car's uh, windshield that mm-hmm. Nadia is driving, and it starts to very slowly crack. And again, a hammer is still better. Yeah, a hammer <laughs> does it right away, huh? Hammer does that in just <laughs> one. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost Rider grabs him, and there's a struggle, and then he throws him underneath another car, and he dies. And by the way, that was the CGI that I thought looked terrible. Uh, yeah, when he starts to. Yeah, when he rocks away. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll look a little dated. <laughs> also, I thought, I was like, wait, he just gets hit by a car and that's it? Like, I thought he was more powerful than that. No. Yeah. yeah. No, I well, guess you're as soft as a fungi. Yeah, again, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ghost Rider is an unlimited wellspring of devil fire mm-hmm. and uh, the devil himself just kind of sucks and blackout just also kind of sucks. Yeah. So they're both defeated pretty mm-hmm. easily. By like he's spirit of vengeance. Yeah. There's vengeance. <laughs> there's only really a risk when, you know, he's just normal Johnny blaze, but that lasts like all of five minutes yeah. it, we... and he's still really good with a gun and a good hand to hand combatant while he's Johnny blaze too. So, it's so there's, fine. like I said, there's just no tension to it because I mean, I think what they could have used is that the Ghost Rider is, like, invincible, but he can't control when it comes and goes, and, like, they're after him, you know what I mean? Like, that would have, I thought, have been a much better, um, a much more tense story. Like, they're trying, they know that, like, the Ghost Rider only comes out at certain times, mostly at night, so, like, they try to catch him when he's not the Ghost Rider, but instead it's the other way around, he chases them. Uh, I just thought there was a big missed opportunity there. Um, at this point, I thought the movie was over, and I was disappointed to find out that it wasn't. Danny is hurt in some like nondescript way, and that car accident was fucking wild. Like... Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, which I thought this part was actually pretty great because, like, you know, he just like had his cool moment where he's like, or at least he thinks he said something cool, but he throws the guy into a hell mouth. And then, then you have him, like you hear the mother going like, daddy, daddy. Yeah. And then he's like, oh yeah, wasn't there a kid in that car? Yeah. He kind <laughs> and of then he's like, just like silent ghost, like skull kind of like looking around like, Ooh, Oh, Oh, that's a, that's a, dead Ooh, let, me just, let me just pull him out of this wreckage. Let me just peel him off the ceiling. <laughs> and then, like, and then he gently caresses Danny's face. 
with his flaming skeletal hands. Yeah, because he's an angel. He remembers that he's been an angel the whole time. An angel that went crazy. <laughs> he says it as a crazy person. You know. And then that's it. Wrap and it then, up. yeah, that literally is just it. He 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 brings Danny back to life. They basically all give each other thumbs up. And then he goes, I'm Johnny Blaze. I'm the Ghost Rider. And then smash cut to credits. That's it. All that's done it. With that and that's movie. a wrap on. And they decided, you know what? That's good enough. We're done with this series. Yeah, that in fact was it. Uh, there were tentative plans for a third movie, but they never materialized, and uh, the rights have reverted from Sony back to Marvel. So yeah, and I think Marvel used it in like Agents of Shield, but that's it. Yep. Additionally, uh, Nick Cage has said in interviews that he has no interest in uh, reprising the role. So even if the stars were to align in a legal sense, it will not happen. And that's just as well. It wouldn't. He wouldn't. I mean, imagine. Tony Stark and Thor like looking at some computer generated thing and they're like, I don't know what we're going to do about this super problem. And then Nick Cage walks in and is like, yeah, me neither. And like crosses his arms. Like imagine, picture that in your head. <laughs> He's, he, it, it wouldn't work. It would be so good. I don't know. It would be so good. No, you're right. It would be great. Like you could have, you could have like sexy, like uh, Hulk, you know, like fun Hulk. Fat Thor, and then just like Ghost Rider, Johnny Johnny Blaze, just like a smoldering jacket walks in, like, hey guys, Duh. <laughs> hey, it's a talking raccoon, cool. Oh, and he can get inside Iron Man's suit and like, <gasps> oh, oh yeah, okay, I have take it all back. Yeah, I am completely one eighty right now. Oh my god, never mind. Yeah, reverse course, dear Marvel, please, please make this happen, dear Marvel. Here is my spec script. Starting now, fade in. Also, you can print money now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we should probably get close to wrapping up this episode then, so we can start work on that spec script. Hey, what? Hey, Josh. What? What's that? Where? What's that over there? Behind the scenes. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. Uh, just a couple of things I wanted to quick touch on. Uh, one. As I said earlier, uh, Peter Peter Fonda was the devil. <laughs> Peter Fonda. Shut Peter the Fonda. fuck up. I'm editing Peter, this out. Peter Fonda. It's Peter Fonda. It's a me, Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm leaving it in. Peter Fonda was the devil in the first movie. Yes. And uh, he said in multiple interviews, he was like, yeah, no, I, it was an interesting character. And like, yeah, the sequel's happening. I'm pretty stoked. I'm, I'm definitely want to make myself available for the sequel. And then reportedly got five pages into the script. <laughs> And was just like, nope, and then jumped off a diving board, presumably into an Olympic pool and swam away. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, he was like, uh, I was uh, an easy rider, so. Yeah. So Speaking of legends of stage and screen, uh, Christopher Lambert reportedly underwent three months of sword training to appear in this film. What? Just... Quick reminder, because we kind of brushed past this part. What he does is he pulls out a sword, acts like he's going to chop a child's head off with it. Yeah. And then, like, gets easily overwhelmed by Kerrigan, who just dissolves him. There's kind of a sword fight scene, but not really. Not really? Not, not enough of one that you would put three fucking months of work into it. Also... <laughs> 
it took six hours to apply the face tattoo makeup, so god. he just he just lived in his trailer. Jesus, I oh my god, I already felt bad for Christopher Lambert, and I feel terrible. I know. I I want to send him some chocolates and thank him for his contribution to film because boy. <sighs> sucky i bet he just wanted to to learn how to use swords he was like nah i gotta nah babe it's important i gotta <laughs> there's gonna be a bunch of sword stuff so i gotta go yeah hey that that's a good point actually okay I, i'm gonna choose to accept that as fact he's just like putting this one on sony's tab <laughs> yeah um do, would you guys have anything else from behind the scenes uh not really i mean uh i think we should talk briefly we're running a little long here but uh i did uh want to talk a little bit about the crank of it all yeah this movie was directed by the directorial team of neville dean and taylor they worked on crank and crank to high voltage together Beautiful movies uh this is Fucking their last movie this is their last collaboration weird this is the movie that ended their dual career um now they have continued to direct separately and uh we are going to later get to meet brian taylor again uh when he helms the nicholas cage vehicle mom and dad no shit uh, really yep yep oh i completely buy that yeah wow and speaking of completely buy it this movie has a very crank energy to it uh particularly the scene when they're leaving the like uh drug crime hideout city and he's like gamble yeah he's like gamble jamming town. away from gamble town on his motorcycle and he's like having this freak out where he's like <laughs> reverting back and forth between the rider and johnny blaze uh there's a lot of like yeah. fisheye lenses used in this movie there's like you know at one point the ghost rider like chains some people into oblivion and then like does a cool t pose and the camera spins around him real fast and he's like yeah i'm cool and it's like that's a very crank moment yeah um, it reminded me a lot of those movies not to mention they uh also do this thing where it's like they start a scene that's like a little bit uh reversed and then they play it in reverse to like get you kind of like kind of like yes get that yeah. going and it's like I don't know. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And I think it didn't work a bit more on this than it does in Crank. And Crank, it's like the entire movie's like that. And it kind of yeah fits better. But they do it only in a couple scenes in this. And it just is jarring every time. Yeah. Cr Crank, yeah. Crank is like their style of filmmaking. You know, it's it's their... It's unbelievably good. Yeah, Crank is awesome. Um, There's two kinds of people in this world there's the people that think crank is the greatest movie ever made and there's the people that think crank 2 high voltage is the greatest movie I, ever I, made i thought you were gonna say people that would go to a doctor like dwight yoakam and then people that wouldn't <laughs> there's there's a scene in crank by the way if you haven't seen those movies go fuck yourself <laughs> oh, i'm sorry no sorry i'm gonna walk that back if you haven't seen those movies that's okay. You only have so much free time, and I understand. And rent them from but your go local watch, video store. Go watch store. them. They're very fun. There's a scene in those movies where Jason Statham is talking to somebody who isn't speaking English, and subtitles are on screen, and it cuts back to Jason Statham, and he's reading the subtitles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah. 
it's so fucking good. There's oh, a man. one point. Um, there's one point. I think this is in high voltage where he uh, needs to charge the battery that's on his heart, and yeah, and he puts a. And, uh, like power, jumper cables, one to his tongue and the other one to his nipple, and it's, checks out. It's just great. Checks out. Uh, so, yeah, it's unbelievable to me that. I mean, I'm sure basically they just didn't get um, the creative freedom that they got on movies like Crank. And you're right. There are little moments in this movie where you can tell that they they won some argument. Yeah. And we're allowed to do something like the the shot when it cuts to Idris Elba upside down in the tree. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that is yeah, right fucking there. Bugs Bunny moment. So <laughs> yeah. that does bring me to my final behind the scenes moment. Are you guys ready to get super sad to end the podcast? Oh, sure. Oh, shit. This movie was supposed to be rated R and Sony got cold feet. And that, that right before principal photography started, they made them rework the script to a PG-13. So that's yeah, that's pressing. why this movie seems like it's awesome, but actually isn't. Wow, that sucks. I'm sure I, I would love to read um, the unabridged script. Yeah, um, especially like this is kind of I, I could see this exact uh, following the same problem as that. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Holmes and Watson, where it's like they, that you have these two characters that are just like playing off of each other and it's mostly improv and then it comes down and it's like oh well we actually want a pg-13 movie so all those funny bits you probably had gotta throw them all out the window Oof. and yeah and then that's exactly the like kind of tone you get is like you you have all this stuff that seems a little bit harder like that's like that makes so much sense because like when he's drinking those pills Mm -hmm. i was like there's no fucking way you would do that in like a pg-13 movie but then <laughs> well, it. and the whole aesthetic of the movie, you know, the dark, yeah. the darker skull mm-hmm. and all the smoke mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, it's very, you know, mm-hmm. it's a very violent movie. It's just not like bloody. People just explode into fireballs instead, you know? Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of trying to figure out while I was watching it, like what the intended audience for this was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's not kids. 17 and up, apparently. I guess. Yeah, shit. Well, I think that about wraps it up, except for the last question that we always ask ourselves, which is also the hardest question. If you could recast the Nick Cage role with any other actor or actress, living or dead, at any point in time, who would you choose and why? Uh, yeah, I've got one this week. Uh, I Ooh. I would like to see this movie done with uh, Nikolai Coaster Waldo as... Johnny Blaze. Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister. I think that he could sell the brash asshole stunt motorcyclist role very well. Yeah, I don't know. It it just popped into my head and it just felt right. So I'm going to stick with that. A lot of Game of Thrones in this episode. I like that, though. That's good. I think he would have been. Yeah, I think he would have been a great choice. But he still had the the blonde like Lannister hair. Yeah, kind of like a dirty blonde action. And uh, I also have a bonus recast for you guys. Whoa. Uh, Jerry Springer as the devil. <laughs> I think it should have just been Springer. Yeah. I, yeah. That would have been awesome. That, that's right? true. Like, yeah, that would have been fucking great. Yeah. Oh, man. Although I bet if you if you called Jerry Springer and you were like, we're making a movie. 
we want you to play the devil. He would be like, stop calling me. <laughs> I told you last week, the answer is no. Slam. No. And then they're just like, who called him last week? This is the first time. Like his agent walks in and is like, hey, Jerry, got a script for you. Uh, and Jerry's like, am I the devil? And they're like, I'll keep looking. Yeah, but it's like, stay with me, Jerry. The devil has a talk show. <laughs> no, oh not gonna go for it. All right. Well, yeah, I'll leave. All right. So, uh, what? Who are you thinking? Either of you? Well, I was thinking like you know, like like it would play more towards the like be a good dad sort of thing. Give it a, like a Will Smith or something. I knew as soon as you said good dad, I was like it's Will Smith. <laughs> it's Will Smith. Yeah, I can see Will Smith. Is this? Or like Jamie Foxx. But you know what? I, well, you know what? Maybe it's just like a whole nother angle. Mm-hmm. Like maybe something like a, I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody would, maybe known for being like a cool cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like a futuristic kind of like, you know, like uh, like headhunter. Oh, Her- Harrison Ford. Patch. No, no, it's same wheelhouse kind mm-hmm. of. Daniel Craig. Huh, who would that be? Who would that hmm. be? I'm I'm coming huh. up blank here, Sean. Darn. Um. Well, we'll when we think about it, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut it in. Um. Well, mine, and this is going to be completely out of left field, is Kurt Russell. Damn. That's what I was Yo, thinking. That's who it should oh, have been. Oh man, no, uh, Kurt Russell. That's the uh, one I was thinking. Oh, uh, see, I thought Sean was talking about Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, Sam Elliott. Sam God, that's Elliott. That's a great choice. If if like this was like a wild west version of it, where it's like you oh my a horse. god, Why, <laughs> yes. wild west ghost rider? Are you fucking me? Hold on, yeah, hold this on, Jonah Hex, dude. There's this is Jonah. Hex. Hold on, because if anybody listening to this enjoys Ghost Rider, they're gonna get mad. There's a character in Ghost Rider who is an old west Ghost Rider that looks like Sam Elliott. One sec. Oh yeah, because Sam Elliott is in in the other Ghost Rider movie. Is he? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. See, this I is... swear to, I swear yeah. to fucking Christ, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, he just is in that one. See, this is why we need to watch the first one. <laughs> yeah, shit. Okay, my choice is, uh, uh, I think Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Okay. I just think that right, I'm, th- they're. I'm sorry. I'm. S- I'm still just fucking thunderstruck <laughs> by the Sam Elliott. Rem- yeah. Rem- what if it? Speaking of which. Wouldn't Thunderstruck be like so appropriate in this movie? Yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think the movie in this Where's was great. The, or the music in this was. I didn't think the music in this was very good, honestly. <laughs> I wanted it to be like way more wailing guitars, you know, like just everywhere. Yeah, oh, I man. I mean, then that really I think calls to like the. Uh, it, it, it outlines the main problem with this movie, which is that like it could have been badass if they had just cranked it to a 10 you know what i mean yeah really cranked it yeah wow i didn't mean to do that (laughs) but i mean like really like if they'd taken every element and they had just ramped it up to not quite self-parody but almost then it could have been fucking cool but they didn't so it wasn't i still think Ah, this is cool anyway um but yeah mine is clive owen uh yeah i like that choice a lot i mean the original Ghost Rider movie came out in 2007 so you know he could have been like hot off the heels of Children of Men you know yeah 
I mean, I think that he is really good as like the kind of grizzled, you know, gruff kind of character. Yeah. I feel like he's um, dirty in a lot of movies, and I think Ghost Rider should look kind of dirty when he's like in his human form. Although maybe I'm just basing that off Children of Men. Yeah, I mean, I, I would it's definitely a very dirty movie. Yeah, I would definitely buy you know Clivo and delivering all the speeches where he's like, "You don't want me around because I'm dangerous for yeah. you and your son too." You know, like yeah, in those moments for sure. Yeah, I think he would have been a Knocking great choice. Out of the park. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Uh yeah, me neither. I think I'm I think I'm good at this point. Uh I think we've been on this call for about an hour 45 and boys, we've got at least 2 hours of development on this spec script about <laughs> Old West Ghost Rider before we uh part ways for the night. So yeah. I think we should go ahead and sign off with our listeners yep. here. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Yeah, and next time well, I mean, not next episode, but fuck. When you guys see fuck the drive angry is just the rated R version of this. Oh movie. shit! Yeah, we should. Uh, we should do that one next. Yeah, we. Yeah, let's. Can can we do that yeah. one next? Because I actually had a uh, I had a request for it. Oh shit! All right. Yeah, I, I actually got a listener request uh, to do drive angry. Well, so. Then- Let's let's there do we that go. one next. That's perfect, because then we can compare and contrast. Cool. All right, well, sweet. Uh, thanks oh, for listening, man. everybody. Uh, tune in next week when we're going to do Drive Angry. Bye. 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 Also, do you guys think that uh, Ghost Rider could turn Heelys into Ghost Rider shoes? All right, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> of course he could. Thanks for listening. Don't worry, this will be short. If you enjoy the podcast and want updates, check us out on Twitter. We're at Atwack Podcast. That's A-T-W-A-C Podcast for All the World's a Cage. Also, review us on iTunes if you use that. Or recommend us to a friend. Well, ask if they like Nick Cage first, and then ask if they like podcasts, and then recommend us. Thanks again.